0: So the first Sunday in June, we are moving into the Book of Romans on Sunday nights, and uh, in the meantime, uh, tonight though, I wanted to share a story from God's Word with you, and uh, just have some participation and talk about the Word of the Lord. And uh, I, I love this story. It's it's well, I say that about every every passage of Scripture from God's Word, um, but. Uh, This story, before our story begins, um, there are a few things I'd like you to know about that happened. Uh, One of which I I shared last Sunday morning, so you can go back on YouTube and watch it if you haven't. But uh, 40 years earlier, after God had brought Israel up out of Egypt, out of the bondage of slavery, uh, they were in the wilderness, uh, they were moving toward Uh, the Mount of the Lord, and they came to a place where there was no water. And it said that they had moved by stages at the commandment of the Lord. And the people there grumbled against Moses. They quarreled with Moses, and they quarreled against the Lord. And the, the, the Lord had told Moses to strike the rock with the staff with which he struck the Nile, and water would come forth, and he did. He provided water for the whole congregation of Israel at that time. So that, that's, that, that place was called Massah and Meribah because of the quarreling of the people of Israel uh, there in that place. Then the next thing I want you to know was um, as the congregation of Israel moved on from there, about two years on their way into the promised land, God had told Israel to send in spies into the land which he was going to give to them. And the spies came back, actually eight of them came back with a terrible report saying we can't do it. We're all going to die if we do it. There's giants in the land and we shouldn't do this. And two, Joshua and Caleb came back and said, oh, man, the Lord has given us this land. Let's go. Let's, <laughs> let's go take the land that God's promised to us. But as a result of that, the, God told the people of Israel because there they grumbled against the Lord. And he told them that, that they would wander in the wilderness for 40 years and all the adults at that time would, would perish in the wilderness until God was ready to bring them into the land. The last thing I want you to know before our, our passage tonight is that uh, right before this happens, God has moved Israel. He's, it, it's now at that 40-year mark. Israel's getting ready to go into the land of promise, the land that God S- promised to Israel that he would give, and uh, they've moved back into the wilderness of Zin at Kadesh, and there, Miriam, Moses' sister, uh, went to be with the Lord. She passed, and uh, and uh, that's where our story picks up tonight, there in Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. Let's go ahead and pray, and then we'll get into the word of God tonight. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for your word, and we ask, Lord, for you to teach us now. Lord, help us to have understanding about the things that please you. Lord, we thank you so much that you love us, that you care for us. Lord, we thank you that uh, you have a plan and a future for, it, for your people. And now we ask that you might just instruct us. God, if there is a sin of disobedience in us, we confess that now, and we ask for your conviction. And Lord, we ask that you might give us deep understanding tonight. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So this is where our passage from God's word begins tonight. Now, there was no water there for the congregation. And the people assembled themselves against Moses and against Aaron and they said they said to and they quarrelled with Moses and said it would have been better for us to perish with our brothers in the wilderness before the Lord why have you brought the assembly of the Lord into the wilderness to die, both us and our cattle? Why have you made us come up out of Egypt to this evil place where there is no grain or figs or vine or pomegranates and there is no water. Moses and Aaron left the presence of the assembly. And they went to the entrance of the tent of meeting. There they fell down on their face. And the glory of the Lord appeared to them. And the Lord spoke to Moses and said, Take the staff and go. Take the staff and stand and, and gather the congregation of Israel, both you and your brother Aaron, and speak to the rock in front of their eyes and bring forth water. From the rock for them. You shall bring water, uh, you shall bring forth water from the rock and give them drink and their cattle. So Moses took the staff from the presence of the Lord as the Lord commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation of Israel before the rock. And Moses said to the congregation, Hear me, you rebels. Shall we bring forth water from this rock for you? And Moses raised his hand, and he struck the rock twice. And water flowed abundantly from the rock. And the people of the congregation of Israel drank as well as their, cat, their livestock. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not believe in me and uphold me as holy in the eyes of the people of Israel, therefore, you will not lead the, people, the assembly into the land with which I promised them. These are the waters of Meribah, where the people quarreled with the Lord. And the Lord showed himself holy among them. So that's our story from God's word tonight. And how we doing? All right, I got my accuracy checker. I got my accuracy checker up here in the front row. So, uh, it's a a little bit longer story, but uh, it's a great story, and I'm wondering if one of you might be able to volunteer and tell back what you can remember of the story. I know it's a long story, and I'll just give you the start of the first verse, and even if you can just say what you can remember, uh, we'll get you going here. Our story starts with, now, there was no water there for the congregation. Who thinks they can tell back what they can remember? What do you think? I think you have more than you you know. Okay. Yeah, so it starts out our story starts out with now there was no water there for the congregation.
1: Strike the rock, and I will bring forth water uh, to the people. Um, so that uh, he, so they left the, the presence of the Lord, carried the staff, uh, went over to the rock, held up the rock, and got there were gathered people around the rock. Um, asked them, held up the staff, asked them, uh, should I strike this rock? Um, water to feed yourself or free yourselves and the livestock
0: um so oh they went to the tent too That's okay <laughs> yeah. you're
1: doing great you remember okay. a lot of well, things Okay so, yeah. so he is
0: Thank you. Yeah, you know, there were a couple of things that you really remember there, like bringing us up out of Egypt. And you remember the tent of meeting, and you remembered the staff, and you remembered water from Iraq. So, really well done. Um, well, I'll tell you what, let me tell it again, and you guys can help me this time as we go through the story. And we want to make sure we can really learn the story so we can have a conversation about it. So, uh, uh, now there was. There was a problem with this place. Anybody remember what the problem was? No water. water. There was no water there. Good job, Jason. There was no water there for the the congregation. So the people assembled themselves against who? Uh, They assembled themselves against Moses and against Aaron. And the people said, it would have been better if we would have...
2: <laughs> yeah, if
0: we would have if, if we would have perished with our brothers before the Lord, um, and then they started to ask some questions to Moses, didn't they? What did you remember the questions they asked? Why did you bring us? Why Why did you bring us into the out into the wilderness to die? And why did you bring the assembly of the Lord? into the wilderness to die, both us and our, yeah. our cattle. That's right. And, th- and then they said, why have you made us, anybody remember? What's
3: it called? You had said it. Someone said that over
0: there. Why, why have you made us come up out of Egypt to this, anybody remember what he called the place? Evil, yeah, good job. To this evil place. Yeah, why, why have you made us to come up out of Egypt to come to this evil place? And for there is no, anybody remember the list here?
1: Yeah, so there, yeah, someone said that. <laughs> there was
0: no grain, figs, vines, pomegranates. or pomegranates. And there was no what? And there, was, there is no water. So Moses and Aaron left from the assembly of the people and went to the entrance of the tent of meeting. And they did something there. Anybody remember what they did? They fell down on their face. And the glory of the Lord did what? The glory of the Lord appeared to them. And the Lord... He spoke to one of them. The Lord spoke to Moses. And he told Moses to take what? Take the staff. Just take the staff. And gather the congregation together. You and your brother Aaron... Yet yeah, speak to the rock before their eyes, and br- and you shall br- and and bring forth water. You shall bring forth water from the rock, and the people will do. And you will give the people something. Anybody remember what they'll give the people? You will give the you will give drink to the people and to their. They're cattle. That's right. So Moses took the staff in the presence of the Lord as, as the Lord commanded him. Then Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation of Israel together before the rock. And Moses said, Anybody remember what he said?
2: Uh, he said,
0: hear me, you rebels, shall I bring forth, shall we, sorry, shall we bring forth water from this rock? And then he raised his hand. He struck the rock, right? And he struck the rock two times. He struck the rock, rock two times. And then what, what happened? Water flowed from the rock abundantly. And what did the people do? The congregation drank, and so did their livestock. This kind of throws a little trick in there for you. So did their livestock. But the Lord actually said something to Moses and Aaron. Does anybody remember what the Lord said to Moses and Aaron? Yeah, so, did, did you remember? What were we going to say? Oh, okay, you are going to say that? Okay. It said, because you did not believe in me and uphold me as holy before the eyes of who? The congregation of Israel. Anybody else remember what happens next? Yeah. You cannot, you will not lead the people into the land which I am giving them. These are the waters of what? Meribah. Meribah. For the people did what? The people quarreled against the Lord. And the Lord showed himself what? Anybody remember the word? The Lord showed himself holy among them. Great job, everyone. You're, you're getting it, yeah. We remembered a lot together. Uh, well, just just out of curiosity, what, what do you think it might have been like for Moses to deal with the people? Frustrating. Frustrating?
3: What's that?
2: That's why his hair turned white. That's why his hair turned white. Yeah. I saw something I I probably never saw before, that right just before this whole thing happened, Moses' sister just died.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He lost his sister. And then it says they were quarreling with Moses. That
2: that means that they weren't just quarreling with him. He He was quarreling back. Yeah. So his state of mind at that point is highlighted there. Yeah,
0: I yeah. You know, when I was preparing this, I, I saw that for the first time too. That's a really wonderful observation. Yeah.
3: Well, they had seen all the miracles of God performed basically by Moses with the staff present for years. Now, that they're still saying, "How do we know you're our?" How about part in the Red Sea? You know? I, mean, I mean, all of this stuff. And later on in the Scripture, God says, in the New Testament it says, "You tested me ten times, like you, like you tested me ten times in the wilderness." So, it's sort of the, you know, too many times, guys. You know, I mean, come on. Yeah. You still don't believe it? It's like I had a bunch of guinea pigs. Yeah, whenever I went out in the backyard, they'd always run to me to get water. At least they knew I gave them water. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But like guinea pigs are smarter than Israel, yeah. they are more thankful, yeah. Well, let's, let's go ahead and dig into this story a little bit deeper. I'm never going to think of this story again without guinea pigs running to Stephen Crandall. <laughs> Come to me, guinea pigs. <laughs> anyway, that's a wonderful story. Uh, so in our story, at the very beginning of our story, it says, but there, there, there was no water. Now, there was no water there for the congregation. And the congregation assembled themselves, the people assembled themselves against Moses and against Aaron. And they said, it would have been better to perish with our brothers before the Lord. Why have you brought us into the wilderness to die? Us and our cattle. Why have you made us to come up out of Egypt to this evil place where there is no grain or figs or vines or pomegranates and there is no water? Let's stop there and maybe some, ask some questions about this portion. Of the story. Is there anything we can learn about the people of Israel right from the beginning of this story? Yeah? They have little faith. Why do you say they have little faith? Because they're doubting the fact they're thinking they're going to die. Okay, so they shouldn't think they're going to die. Yeah, yeah, okay, they think they're going to die and they haven't the Lord. Okay, by the way, I forgot something in my. Uh, Opening, that that not only the Lord actually had provided for the people for forty years, their shoes hadn't worn out, and they were receiving bread from heaven every morning and meat from quail. So f- by the Lord, so th- that's really good. You reminded me that I forgot to add that in my introduction that uh, they had no faith. Yeah. Anything else we can learn about the people?
1: This away, this away.
0: They disobey God. Okay. They forgot that we're
1: called that God uh lick them
3: from aging by night by climb.
0: The night by fire, then the day by climb. Okay. God provides everything they need. So so you're seeing the the quarreling, the complaining as a disobedience to God against okay. Anything else we can learn about the people? Didn't Didn't have faith. Okay. Well, what about the fact that, oh, yeah, go ahead. They were ungrateful and
2: had a very short memory span. They
0: had a short memory. That's right. (laughs) And were very ungrateful. Yeah. I mean, the the problem was legitimate, right? There's no water. The, the problem is totally legitimate, but they had that really short memory span, and they were ungrateful. Yeah? It reminds
1: me of a mob mentality. All of them get together, and everybody's just following the, probably a few leaders that are against Moses and Aaron. Okay. But everybody's joining in every time. Everybody joins in. <laughs>
0: they <laughs> all kind of gang up on them. We're not happy. Well, could they have made a different choice? Could could they have done something different? What what, what else could they have done? The elders could have come to
3: Moses and said, Hey, how are we gonna handle this? But this seems to be as she mentioned just a minute ago, typical
0: Please don't be unhappy with me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll buy you a guinea pig. (laughs) 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 uh, Anything else? Yeah.
4: Yes. I think uh, the Israelites could have expressed a genuine concern. Say, Moses, we don't have any water here. Can you help us? Or, you know, can we pray instead of? you Oh yeah,
0: they didn't kind slavery. of act like victims again, didn't they? Yeah, versus uh people called out by the Lord. Okay, they they're forgetting. The, the, that's a great point. Can you say that one more time a little bit louder so everybody can hear? When they have the
1: victim mentality, they're having these troubles, they're going through these trials, and they are um, looking for something to blame. So they're blaming Moses, but they're forgetting that they caused themselves to be still wandering in the desert because of their earlier disobedience against God. So,
0: uh. Wow. That's a, actually a very good observation that they're, they're acting like uh, it's not their fault, that they're the victim but they're forgetting their, the whole reason why they're there is because they've been disobedient to God. Yeah. And to add to that,
3: because God has blessed us so much, there's almost a sense of entitlement to this. So we deserve all these things as well. So mm. on
0: deliver entitlement and Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you know, it's interesting that you said that because in the story it says, why did you bring us out into the wilderness to die, us and our cattle. And why did you make us come up out of Egypt to this evil place? And then it said, for, for there are no, anybody remember what the list was? There, there, there is no, there's no grain, there, there's no figs, there's no vines or pomegranates, and there is no water is there Is there something we can learn from this this statement about why this place is evil in their mind? what What was the main issue for the people? It was water, right? But what did they say to Moses that makes the place evil? Yeah. Well, God brought them to this place where there was no water. It doesn't say that at all. Yeah. Yeah. They got bored with the food. It's like having mush every day. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. All I know is uh, when I go quail hunting, it's a lot of work. The idea of the quail running to you, that sounds pretty great. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was going to say, they have livestock, so they're going to probably have milk, and they can always eat the livestock. So it wasn't like they were
1: barren, but nothing. Okay.
0: what did they call the land? Evil. 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 Yeah. Hmm. Maybe we'll hold on to that one as we go forward in the story. I want to make sure we can talk more about the story because it's so good. So Moses and Aaron left from the, assemb- the presence of the assembly and where did they go again? To, to the entrance of the tent of meeting. And they did what? And they fell down on their face and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. And the Lord spoke to Moses and said, take the staff and gather the congregation of Israel together and speak to the rock, uh, you and your brother Aaron, and speak to the rock before their eyes and water will come out. You will bring forth water from the rock and give the people drink and their cattle. So Moses took the staff in the presence of the Lord as the Lord commanded him. So I'm going to stop there just so we can understand a little bit more. So the people are grumbling. They're quarreling. They're upset. The place that they've come to is evil, But where does Moses and Aaron go? They they go to the tent of meeting. And and why do they go to the tent of meeting? Anybody remember what what they're looking for at the tent of meeting? God. Uh, God. God. Uh, A holy God, right? Huh. That's interesting. Well, God gives some commands to Moses. Is, Is there anything we can learn about the Lord from what he tells Moses. Very He's very specific. In what way?
1: Well, he told him
0: to take the staff, but to speak to the rock this time. Okay. Speak to the rock? Okay. But yeah, he, he tells him to take the staff So, yeah, the Lord gives Moses very step-by-step instructions, right? So step one was what? Take the staff. Step two? Yeah, gather the congregation of Israel. And and who was he to do that with? His brother Aaron. Okay? And then step three was what? Yeah, speak to the rock before their their eyes, right? Um, And then... And then what was the last step? (laughs) And water will come forth from the rock. (laughs) You shall speak to the rock and give the people drink and their cattle. But is there anything else other than the specific instructions that we can learn about God from this part of the the passage? Oh, okay. Okay. So God wanted the people to see this water come forth. Yeah. But also, they, he uh. wanted them to believe that water was going to come from that
2: rock. And that's why Moses was supposed to talk to the rock first. He wanted them to believe in Moses. Okay. Uh, one of the interesting things is, is that God gave They are watching to see if Moses followed his instructions precisely. So God was, you know, he gives us instructions, but then he's there, <coughs> present, checking out what happened. And he told him, you know, you didn't follow him. So, okay.
0: Yeah. And then you were going to say something. So
2: I think we see God's
4: compassion by you know, listening to Moses and you know, coming up with a solution, like giving them the water that they need. We see God's so,
0: compassion. That's that's actually really interesting because uh, remember how God said, "Oh man, these people, I can't stand these people." Remember how God said that? Oh, that didn't happen in the story at all. No, what what what? How how what does God speak about the people? He he doesn't. Yeah, uh, so it's almost like God knows that people have a need, right? And certainly we, we've already explored the beginning of the story. That the people are ungrateful. They're forgetful. They act like victims. They're entitled. We're, you know, we've definitely seen all this, but, but how has God seen them? Yeah. Okay, so uh, she was saying that God, the people are grumbling and quarreling with Moses and the Lord having Moses speak to the rock is, is showing this in front of them so the people will follow again Moses. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that's what the text says too. that water flowed abundantly. Yeah, yeah. Even though
3: the people were complaining yet again, God kind of ignored that and just still showed His mercy and His grace towards them. He could He could have, you know, had it. But
0: yeah, even, even so, God well. could have said, "All right, that's it." <laughs> But he knows who he's dealing with, yeah, and he shows compassion and mercy to them.
3: Yeah, I think this is an example of one of those finite examples that our finite minds can't grasp. None of this was any shock or surprise to an omniscient God.
0: Yeah, this was no surprise to an omniscient God. Yeah, he already
3: knew. He already knew. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: I mean, the Lord gave them a promise, and he was going to keep that promise, you know, throughout. So there were trials and tribulations, but he was still, bottom line, getting them to the land that is theirs. And yeah. Where they so he still fulfilled their needs as they went.
0: Yeah. And and it says that Lord, Moses, sorry, Moses took the staff... As uh, from the presence of the Lord, as the Lord commanded him. We're good so far, right? But what's the but? Well, it, well, it says that uh, in the next part of our story, it says, "And uh, Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation of the people, and Moses spoke, and what did Moses speak?" What's that?
3: He let go of the anger that was building up in him for 40 years,
0: probably. He let go of some, yeah, he outburst of anger.
3: Put them right in front of the Red Sea with the army coming down on them. And Pharaoh said, yeah, they've got a back, their God's an idiotic commander. He put them up against the Red Sea. He doesn't know what he's doing. So it looked impossible that they could get away from Pharaoh. So he's trying to teach him, when it looks impossible, I'm still going to take care of you. Brings them into this land. It's impossible. There's no water. He goes, come on, guys. Remember what happens when it's impossible? I provide for you miracles. Mm. But they still don't get it. And this was the symbol of Christ coming. What's wasn't supposed to strike the rock again. Christ was stricken once. And, and not you know, on the cross, he's not, he's not coming back to get stricken again. Yeah. So he screwed up the whole metaphor. Well, well, what does,
0: you're absolutely right, what what does uh, Moses say to the people? Hear me now, you rebels. Shall we bring forth water from this rock for you? And Moses raised his hand and he struck it twice. And water flowed abundantly. And the congregation of Israel drank as well as their livestock. Well, Moses said, hear me, you rebels. Is there anything else Moses could have done at this point? He could have, well, expound on that a little bit. He could have followed instructions. What do you mean by that? I know this sounds like an obvious question, everyone, but let's just walk through this together. Okay, yeah, God didn't say gather the people, rebuke them, then strike the rock.
2: Yeah, he had an opportunity to glorify God at that point. Because God had given him instruction on how to solve the problem. And and he could have said, like he said to Pharaoh, you know, watch and see what God's going to do. But he he could have said to them, listen, God loves you so much. You are so important to him such high regard that he's gonna bring forth water from a rock. Mm-hmm. So that you may honor him and, and, and hold him in high esteem as holy. He could've he could have had a speech kinda of like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he definitely could have honored the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Moses says, "Hear me now, you rebels." What does that mean to be a rebel? Disobedient. Disobedient. You're a traitor? Look. Okay, confrontational? Yeah. Who Who's the rebel? Moses. Well, yeah, certainly the people are quarreling against the Lord. But Moses is too, right? Moses is also a rebel. Wow. Hear me now, you rebels. God brought forth water from the rock. The people drank. Their livestock drank. And then the Lord told Moses and Aaron something. Anybody remember what the Lord told Moses? Be- because you did not believe in me nor, uh, uh, and uphold me as holy before the eyes of the congregation of Israel. What next? You will not lead the, the, the assembly into the land which I promised them. Or which I uh, have, have promised them. Which I am giving them, sorry. Into the land which I am giving them. I'm using your guys' words now. <laughs> so, uh, what can we learn about God?
3: He's faithful. He's faithful.
0: He doesn't need us to add to his word or put our opinions or help him out. Yeah. He holds the to a He does hold the leaders to the higher standard, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he was he, by his last out in anger he was he was um misrepresenting the Lord. Yeah, the other people might have thought laughed that's that what God told them to do, and that God was angry. You know, you need to
3: let people know how angry I am, but he didn't that's not what he
2: was
0: saying. Yeah. Isn't that interesting that God says, Because you did not believe in me or uphold me as holy in the sight of the people
3: Trying to say loud so that everybody can hear you. For context, I was reminded of an earlier verse in Exodus 32, verse 9. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, and indeed it is a stiff necked people. So, for context,
0: uh, in Exodus 32, it says, I have seen these people, and indeed they are a stiff necked people. And uh, what did you want to say about that?
3: The rebellious, rebellious. type,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. They definitely were rebellious, no question about it. Yeah, yeah. But it is interesting that that although Moses calls them rebellious, he himself is also being rebellious. <laughs> and uh, and God expected Moses to be uh, and Aaron both to be at a higher standard to do what he said to not misrepresent him. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I forget the
3: exact verse, but he says, you know, at that time, you guys sort of go to
0: the end of it. Yeah, it's interesting. I think we can all empathize with with Moses, right? Because we've all been in a place where we've wanted to say, well, you made me angry, right? Or because you acted this way, I did this, right? Has anybody ever been there before? Yeah. (laughs) And, um, but what is the expectation of the Lord? Yeah, to, to keep him holy. Yeah. He
3: wasn't angry with his people. Yeah, he
0: wasn't angry with the people. Yeah. It, it's actually a pretty sad story when you think about it. That Moses and Aaron, because of their own rebellion, they were kept out of the, that land. They didn't get to lead the people into the land. You do not what? You do not believe. Oh, yeah, you do not. believe. And I think that's interesting
1: that we wouldn't know that when he starts getting mad at people. But there's some belief or faith issue in there as well.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, because, yeah, and I think that's really important because Moses actually was also showing a lack of faith and belief in God. And Moses was also being disobedient. So many good observations. To make an application out of this in my head, I'm trying to choose some of the observations that you guys have come up with. Um, man, there's there, this whole idea of obedience is really important. But let me ask you a question. Do, do people today still accuse people of being disobedient when they themselves are being disobedient to God? Does that still happen today? What, what, what does that look like today? Hypocritical, okay. Like that? Well, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> we all have bad days. Yeah.
3: He was the most humble person and he became the most prideful person. Yeah, sin
0: does that with us, doesn't it? James says the anger of a man does not bring about the righteousness of God. Yeah.
4: So much so that I had to put a little post the label maker on my printer, which is right in front of me, saying
3: "Calm down, get all sides, and go from there." And I, I can see that. Yeah. Slow down. Thank you for sharing, Ben. For
0: sharing, for those of you in the back, that he's a business owner, and there's times when he can just get frustrated and upset uh, with him with employees, and he put a post-it note. In front of him that says, "Calm down and hear all sides." <laughs> yeah, that's really wise. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, how might this story help us in the future?
1: Yeah. Not to when you are upset and other, or others are upset with you. Instead of going down to their level, kind of just maybe talk to God. and,
0: Submit ourselves to the Lord first. Yeah. yeah. Of turning into anger against others that have built it in you. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough, huh? I think, you know, there's a few steps in that process. The first thing is we have to realize, like Moses and Aaron did, that the problem is way too big for us.
2: Hmm. <laughs> and then we have to go to God, it, you know, like they got on their face, they got before God. They realized. This problem is way too big for us. So, but they went to the person who could handle it, who was God. Then, after that, uh, we can learn a lesson that after we have gone to God, we need to wait until the solution is, is, is applied and not get angry or upset and lose it in the meantime while God's taking that period of time to respond mm. to need.
0: Yeah, that's really
2: good.
0: Yeah. You know, the Bible tells us that um, uh, when any of us are tempted, God is faithful and will always provide a way of escape. And I think if Moses would have taken the time to honor the Lord as holy, to recognize that the Lord wasn't a good neighbor giving advice, but he was holy and it was important what he was doing, That may have helped Moses. Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody, for sharing. Do you want to share something? This, this is the Bible story where when you're pointing one finger at somebody, you've got three fingers pointing back at yourself and one t- a thumb toward God, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Oh, boy, as, as we get into the Word of God, we're always crucifying the flesh. <laughs> that, that is a fact. Well, I know we've been crucified with Christ, but you know what I mean. We're putting, putting the flesh to, to death. So, Well, our story this, uh, this evening was from Numbers chapter 20, and it was verses 2. Through 13 That was numbers, chapter 20, verses two through 13. Let's go ahead and close in prayer, and then we'll finish the last song. Lord, we thank you so much for this time together, and uh, we thank you for helping us to understand how holy you are, God. That, that when you speak, you expect obedience from us. And so Lord, right now, we want to ask your forgiveness for those times that we have spoken and misrepresented you for those times when our the the wrath of our anger or our rage has misrepresented you lord thank you so much for your love for us and thank you that you paid the price for us on that cross we want to be set apart to you so lord bless your people this evening I pray that, you, pray that you'd plant this word down deep in their hearts so they might continue to discuss it and think about this story. We thank you, dear God, for this and all the lessons, uh, for me personally, the lessons in leadership that I received from this story in your word. Thank you, dear God. We love you, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, well, I want to thank you all for joining us. Listen, I want to encourage you. Exodus 17, 1 through 7 is the first experience with water from a rock. It, it is worth going and looking at both of those stories together. I think you'll dig up some, some, a lot of treasures. And again, we did that story last week on Sunday morning. So you could also go back on YouTube and watch that. Now may the Lord bless you and may he keep you. May he continue that wonderful work of sanctification upon your lives. God be gracious to you. Amen.